Welcome to The No Podcast with me, Nikki Spo. What's going on, fam? You are listening to The No, where it's not about knowing everything. It's about coming to know ourselves. I am your hostess, Nikki Spo, and I'm so glad you're here. If this is your first time listening to this show, well, welcome. Bienvenidos. And if you are a regular here, welcome back. If you're not already subscribed to the show, go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Leave a review. You love it here. I know, I know. And I love you right back. So let people know. Plus, the People's Choice Podcast Awards are coming up and we want to slay this year. Let's F go. Okay, so today we are talking about boredom and how to make boredom work for us. Let's get started. I started thinking about this the other day when I was reading a book to my kids. My girl, Jamie Ruiz, got my boys a book set called A Little Spot of Emotion, and it's written and illustrated by Diane Alber. And the set comes with several books that address different feelings, and one of the books addresses boredom. Quick review on the books. They are generally really freaking good. I have to say they're a little long for my kids' ages, and so they don't totally have the attention span for them, but we read like the first half and they get it, okay? The visuals are awesome, and the author does a really excellent job of explaining the feelings in ways that are easy to understand for kids. My oldest, who is five and a half, is definitely paying attention and getting it, but my three-and-a-half-year-old, he's like, he would be rather playing with a flashlight. Like th- That said, when it comes to parenting, which this episode is ultimately not about, I think it's important that we expose our kids to information like this, even if we think they're not paying attention or getting it. They actually understand a lot more than we think they do. Right. So in this Hello Children's book, (laughs) Diane Albert explains that there are two types of boredom, no task boredom and task boredom. No task boredom shows up during free time when we can't think of anything to do. And task boredom is when there's stuff we need to do, but we aren't interested in doing it. So we procrastinate. Obviously, this is a very preliminary way of explaining it because This particular little explanation is geared toward kids, but it got me thinking about how we adults find ourselves bored. And I don't know about you, but for me, it's like a creepy kind of boredom. And that's not like to say that it's scary. It's more like it creeps up on me. And I don't even know that it's creeping up on me. So something I've been explaining to my kids and thus myself is that boredom is where the magic happens. Okay. It's when we can activate flexible thinking and stimulate a creative spark. And that's not always easy, right? Like for any creative person like me, I think we can all relate to being like pressured to create, right? I must create, I must create, I must create. And like nothing's coming up. Straight up, this happens to me all the time with my solo episodes. The initial goal was for me to have every other episode rotate between having a guest and doing a solo. But honestly, I haven't gotten into a creative flow where I can just come up with a solo content at the snap. I come up with it when I come up with it. And it's usually like stimulated by something going on in my life, right? Like major life stuff, minor life stuff, medium life stuff, seemingly insignificant life stuff, like reading children's books. Anyway, boredom doesn't just affect creatives. It's that creepy boredom I was referring to. Like it has more to do with like life boredom, which I think a lot of adults can find themselves facing whether they're aware of it or not. I'm talking about the feelings of being bored with the work you do, being bored in your romantic relationships, being bored with your social life, being bored with your home life and or child rearing, being bored with dating life, like the list goes on and on. And I wanna make sure that I clarify that I think that there's a difference between being tired and being bored. 
tiredness is fatigue, right? I am doing a lot and therefore I am tired. Therefore, I need to take a break to re-energize and come back. Boredom, in my opinion, happens when there's a desire for stimulation, but a lack thereof. And I want to tap into an idea that I suggested in my previous solo episode, who takes care of you? Yes, I believe taking care of your boredom is your responsibility, not your jobs, not your partners, not the apps that you're on. No, it is your job to create a life that stimulates you. And yes, that requires creativity and effort and maybe some planning, depending on what you're after. Do we lose that as adults? I don't think so. I think life and responsibilities just take the front seat. We have jobs to do, money to make, bills to pay, groceries to do, people to feed, friends to friend, lovers to love, and again, this list goes on. And all this considered, I wanna talk about what to do when we find ourselves bored and how to make our boredom work for us. I want to talk about how to make your boredom work for you. Look, feeling bored is not fun. I mean, that's obvious. I feel like it's the actual opposite of fun. It's the absence of fun or simulation. But but here are five quick whys for why boredom is actually good for you and ways that you can roll with it in a way that makes your life better. Way one. Boredom ignites your imagination. When your brain is not engaged in a specific task, I think one of two things can happen. We can obsess. I do this, right? I obsess. I'm like, okay, oh my gosh. Like I'm bored. Now I'm just going to pick a subject and I'm going to ruminate on it. Or our minds start to wander. I do this. Our mind starts to wander. But the wandering is where it's at. We don't want to live in, in obsession mode. Wander mode is okay. Obsession, not so much. So I kind of like to sub the word wandering with wondering. I'm really into semantics, you guys, and I think that wandering has a slightly negative connotation. We've all heard the saying, like, not all who wander are lost, right? And even that quote suggests that to wander is by nature negative, and the quote itself offers a counterstatement for this reason. So knowing this, I shift the letters. I catch myself in outer space, and I'm like, okay, okay I'm wondering. And I love that actually. It reminds me of being a child in the best possible way. This is where uncharted territories of ideas and possibilities are most likely to show up. And this is where the creativity lives. P.S. This is not to say that you can't be creative if you're not bored. Of course you can. Duh. The tip. Let's encourage ourselves and our little ones to unplug from the screens and engage in open-ended, quote, play. What that looks like for you can vary, right? Maybe it's drawing, dancing in the shower, daydreaming, I don't know, making lists of exciting things you want to do, even if you might not be able to do them immediately. For kids, we want to provide them with like simple toys, art supplies, or even just a pile of cardboard boxes. For the love of goddess, get off your phone. I'm serious. Boredom fosters problem-solving skills. I feel like I feel like we should know these things, but I think we don't know them. So that's why I'm talking about them. Imagine you're like stuck in this like never ending line at the grocery store. I don't know. Make make up your most boring scenario waiting at the doctor's office without your phone. Oh, no. <laughs> and your mind starts to uh, not wonder, wonder. Suddenly you find yourself mulling over like a dilemma that you've been facing. Boredom can be the catalyst that propels your brain into problem solving mode. Okay. 
when there's no immediate distractions, your mind is like free, like the space is freeing up in your brain to focus on finding solutions, unleashing its untapped potential. Boredom is like a mental gym for your problem solving muscles. Okay. The tip, resist the urge to rescue, rescue yourself from every moment of boredom. Let yourself navigate your way through these moments and build the endurance, right, to find your own solutions. Again, without technology when possible. It might sound really silly, but I really recommend puzzles. I'm not kidding. Some people like knitting, something that I that isn't terribly hard on your brain, but requires some type of engagement. Like it's sometimes when I'm super bored, I have like a bunch of 1000 piece puzzles lined up that I don't ever particularly finish but I like to start them because it gives me like the ability to problem solve something that isn't so intense or dire or something that needs to be solved. It gets my like brain working, right? We're working the muscle. I'm using the muscle of problem solving. Um, No, I don't belong to the school of people that believe that every moment of your day has to be accounted for with something quote productive. I just don't. I know that there are a zillion books out there talking about this, but I'm really stepping into a place in my life of slowing down my pace. And I got to tell you, I've been happier here, man. Way three, boredom cultivates self-reflection. I don't know about you, but some of my most profound thoughts and ideas have come up when I'm doing something very regular, like in the shower or walking or working out or folding laundry or doing the dishes. That boredom, it's doing its magic. When you allow your mind to drift, it creates a window for self-reflection and introspection. It's in these moments of boredom, like the mundane, that you can gain clarity about your goals, your values, and the things that like truly matter to you. My tip here is an easy solution for complicated minds, right? And I'm saying this because people are complicated, right? Our minds are complicated and the solution is easy, but we are complicated. The tip is to just sit with it. I get that might seem like easier said than done. I get it. But sit with your thoughts. This is where a mindfulness practice can really come in handy. And I'm not talking about like just meditating. We'll get to this later, but like that can be really helpful like as a life skill in general. But I'm talking about mindfulness, observing your thoughts without judgment, observing your feelings, emotional and physical, without judgment. Create quiet spaces and moments for you and your children to reflect and introspect. Design like a cozy corner in your home where you can have some like alone time with your inside world. I always encourage journaling or listing things to be grateful for. We're winding up. We got two more points. Point four, way four, boredom fuels curiosity. Okay, remember when you were a kid and your endless curiosity led you to explore the hidden wonders of your backyard or the mysteries of your grandparents' attic? Boredom is like a magnet for curiosity drawing you toward new experiences and knowledge. It compels you to seek novelty, unravel the unknown, and dive like headfirst into this sea of like endless possibilities. I'm going to offer you some insight. Curiosity has been a big word for me in recent years because I have found that it doesn't just help with boredom, but it works particularly well with fostering healthy, loving relationships. I used to be very highly triggered by things people said, and I still am sometimes. And being the very direct person that I am, sometimes I come off harsh. The antidote to feeling offended or triggered when it comes to this has always been to get curious. Instead of assuming, ask. 
What do you mean? I don't understand. Can you explain this to me again? Check in, ask the questions about everything, even outside of relationships. You don't know a word that someone used instead of like standing there nodding your head and pretending to like know what the word means, like ask what it means, like look things up, say, I don't know what you're talking about. Tell me more about that. I can't tell you how many times I just wanted to fit in. And I like, I'm sitting there nodding mindlessly to something somebody's saying because I didn't want to sound stupid for not knowing what they were talking about. Just ask the question. Just ask the question. And how does this tie into boredom? Well, boredom gives you the opportunity to get curious, which we can apply to all areas of our life, not just like being bored, but like, okay, let me paint this picture. Sitting there talking to someone who is talking about something that you have no idea what they're, what they're talking about, a topic that you just can't really contribute to the conversation. I don't know about you, but that sounds really boring. I'm standing there like, yes, okay, waiting for this conversation to end, right? I'm like, I don't want to talk about this. I don't know about this. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I found myself bored, anxious, insecure, wanting to like get the F out of this conversation, okay? Get curious, my friends. Ask, ask the questions. Okay, way five, coming back to a point that I made earlier, but like in a very main point kind of way is that boredom enhances mindfulness and relaxation. In today's like fast paced world, finding moments of peace and relaxation can feel like, I don't know, like an elusive dream, but boredom can really be an ally here. When you allow yourself to embrace boredom, you give your mind a chance to slow down be present and practice that mindfulness that we were talking about. It's a mini vacation for your brain, a rejuvenating oasis of calm if you allow yourself to partake in it in the chaos of your everyday life, all right? You don't need to earn it, okay? You do not need to earn it. I wanna bust that myth right there. You do not need to earn rest. You are entitled to slow down. I actually thought of this the other day because I started a really intense workout program. There was a point in time during the workout that I was like going so hard that I thought I was going to puke. Like I don't run, right? We were running and it was a nightmare for me. I'm like competitive. So I'm like, I see the other people running and I'm like running to keep up. I'm like, I'm fast, right? So I checked in with myself and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to slow down. This doesn't feel good for me, right? Can I run that fast? Yes, I can. Can I lift that heavy? Yes, I can. But I'm going to give myself permission to slow down not stop, but slow. You're entitled to make that choice for yourself. It's actually good for you to slow down instead of make a hard stop. So my tip here is to encourage you to pay attention to your mind and body. Learn to calm yourself down if and when boredom anxiety shows up. Create mindfulness activities for your children too. They learn by seeing us. Journaling, meditating, sound bowls. I got my kids a sound bowl for Christmas. It's really cute. It's like a tiny little sound bowl and they go bing. Anyway, deep breathing, tapping, and even simple moments of stillness. These all do the trick. Mind you, all of this stuff applies to relationships, right? Long-term romantic partnerships, especially those with children, can get dull or monotonous. Our work life can get dull and monotonous. That's okay. Not every single moment has to be a thrill. I mean, TBH, I can... I barely have any energy for thrills anymore, but I still love a good thrill. <laughs> and there's a lot of beauty in the mundane. Gratitude, my friends, is the antidote to this and many things. Anyway, my loves, that's what I've got for you today. Let's say goodbye to the idea that boredom is the arch nemesis of productivity, creativity, and relationships. Let's embrace those seemingly uneventful moments as opportunities for growth and self-discovery. By allowing ourselves and our kids 
to experience boredom, we unlock the door to a world of imagination, problem solving, self-reflection, curiosity, and mindfulness. It's time that we embrace the beauty of boredom. And in doing so, we unleash our creativity, we supercharge our minds, and we savor the magical moments of life. Now, my friends, go forth, ignite your boredom, and let your brilliance shine. I love you guys. Now go leave me a five-star rating and review. Okay, love you more. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Know. If you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Words are so powerful and someone may need to hear what we covered today. And if you really loved this episode, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. Your comments are so important and valued and they give other listeners insight on what to expect on The Know. You can connect with me personally via Instagram at Nikki Sap Spo and The Know with Nikki Spo. My hope for you today is that you are fearless in looking inward so that you can be your highest, most authentic self and go after the life of your dreams. Mm-hmm.